Cold Weather Bats, what's up? This is Brandon Justice coming to you to talk about Great Lakes Bat Company. As you guys know, the show is sponsored by Great Lakes Bat Company, and you can buy a hat on their website at greatlakesbatco.com. Upon that, you can do tons of other things too. You got a team, organization, whatever it is, they got you covered. Whether it's uniforms, custom bats, custom fitting for bats, custom fungos, custom wood bats, trainers, you name it, they got it. GreatLakesBatCo.com. Welcome into episode 23, another brand new episode of Cold Weather Bats, uh, the OG podcast dedicated to Michigan amateur baseball. Weird to say OG considering we're only, you know, 23 episodes into this, but here we are, Brandon. Um, I'm Brian Sikowski, one half of your hosting duo, joined as always by Brandon Justice from gorgeous, stifling hot Gross Point Park, Michigan. Uh, Brandon. How you doing, man? Well, as you said, it's hot, so coming to you a bit sweaty for this episode. Uh, as you guys know, Gross Point, Gross Point's property value does not take into account its lack thereof with air conditioning. So uh, coming to you from my steamy living room, and we are in the seventh inning stretch of this high school baseball season. And I'll tell you what, man, things are, and this has probably been the topic of discussion on any podcast this week, whether it be baseball or whatever, things are getting back to normal. And, you know, therefore baseball has been too. It hasn't been cold lately. There's no more masks. You don't have to wear masks in the dugout anymore. Um, it just feels like we're, it feels like we're playing baseball. It feels like we're, we're a little bit more, a little bit more normalcy going on. So it feels nice. And, uh, all of a sudden, man, I tell you what, every year, every year, the first leg of the season's like slow, low and slow, low and slow. It's like you're cooking brisket. And then you get to the end of the season, like that final quarter and it flies by. It's like an air fryer. It's just flying by. You put the fries in for a minute, they're done. That's what the last half of the season is. And that's where we're at right now. We're, we're getting into playoffs. So a lot of normalcy, a lot of good times, a lot of fun. Uh, Brandon coming in hard with the culinary. Thank you. Today. <laughs> uh, he must he must be hungry. Um, before we dive into the episode, let's get some housekeeping out of the way. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram, cross-platform, at coldweatherbats. Um, we, we need to do a hat giveaway. Brandon, we do. We, we do need to do a hat giveaway. We cross the uh, the plat. We cross the the goal. We got over a thousand followers on Twitter. Uh, thank you, folks, for doing that. And so we have to give away two hats. Um, Brandon and I are going to record that as a separate segment to end the show with, and that is what uh, that is how that'll happen. It will happen today, though. Um, so thanks to all of you who entered and, and followed the the little guideline there as far as being entered, and we ended up with. I don't know, Brandon, 12 to 14 entries. So we'll, we'll pick, uh, we'll randomize and pick two of those and give away some hats on the show later on. Um, let's see. We are, we have a great conversation with Detroit Edison head coach, Mark Brown coming up for you. Um, really, really interesting guy with an interesting story. And the program is, is an intriguing little sub. It's not even a subplot. Like that's the whole point uh, the program success and, and kind of building that program from the ground up as few as five years ago, I think he said they started. Um, and then one of those years being 
banged by COVID anyways. And now they're one of the top five teams in the state. We've had them in the top five all year, to my knowledge. Yeah, um, they haven't. They haven't we'll escaped talk, the top yeah, five. We'll talk about them more once we recap this this week's Super 25 to see what they're doing in particular. But look look forward to that interview. Brandon and I had a great time with it. Um, no one had as good a time as the dude cutting mo- uh, mowing lawns outside of Brandon's window during that interview, <laughs> though. That guy was having a, just a wonderful day. Um, but, but anyways, <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, I want to, again, talk to you all about the prep. Uh, this is our, you know, we're kind of cross-platform promoting each other. Uh, the prep is the Chad Bush-led uh, broadcasting organization based out of St. Mary's, but it's kind of doing games all over the place. Uh, you've seen some of the broadcasts for us, uh, the St. Mary's games. They are doing another one today, being Tuesday when Ann Arbor Pioneer comes in. I believe the plans are for this weekend as well. It's professional broadcasting done by a professional broadcasting team. It's fantastic. Multiple camera angles. They get a scissor lift with a camera up in center field. Cameras on both dugouts. Uh, Chad is incredible. He had Matt Derry on to do the the CHSL championships with him last week. And the stream quality is incredible, too. It's, it's I said this last week, and I'll repeat it. I have watched a lot of baseball in my life. I have watched a lot of live streams of baseball when weather and, and this, that, and the other thing. And there are a lot of really good college broadcasts who don't even come close to touching what Chad and the prep overall is able to do as far as a broadcast and production quality perspective. So definitely check them out. Follow them on Twitter at the prep three. And we will now move on. Um, Brandon, I let's, before we get into the super super 25, do you want to have some mindless self-indulgence where we talk about our own programs in the last couple of weeks. Like true. Why not? South had a pretty good week, right? Like let's roll. All right. Yeah. So, uh, so South, uh, you know, it's been, it's been an interesting year. I think everyone who knows anything about coach Greasebaum knows and understands that he operates in that, Hey, we, we are going to start our season figuring out who our team is and that's going to help us in the long term. Um, and we are, uh, I am seeing it firsthand because, because the team that we are now is just light years ahead of the team, the team that we were in the in the beginning, and we have started to figure some things out. We figured out who who some of our arms are, uh, especially in big moments. We figured out our closer and uh, Jacob Harris. We've we've got a a lineup that I think can play. Uh, more than just one through four now, which was a big struggle for us early on, was figuring out who that five through nine was. And I think we're starting to understand that. Uh, like any team, there's going to be questions in that five to nine, especially in between in that seven to eight. Um, but we've definitely figured out who our, who our center fielder is. We figured out who our, um, our go-to guy is in the big game. Uh, you know, Jacob Harris has been absolutely torching it at the plate he's had extra base hits in like nine consecutive games or something along those lines against stevenson yesterday he had a single double and a triple i mean he put a ball off the gp sign in the 200 foot tall center field fence which is the tallest it's got it's like the green monster of michigan high school baseball um so yeah i mean we've definitely figured some things out we're having a lot of fun this past week went into the week um you know down Two games in this in this in the league to Dakota, Macomb Dakota, who came into the week, I think twenty and three Dakota was, or twenty and four, one of the two. And we were lucky enough to uh play some really good baseball and take the first two games from them. We 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 played like like our like our team should 
should have been playing for a while. We really kind of found who we could be from a ceilings perspective and uh, beat them twice. And then in the third game, came down to bases loaded, two outs and a full count down two runs and unfortunately got rung up on a on a pitch. And uh, that's how the game ended. But we were, man, did we come close to, to, to taking that league? And, uh, you know, we, we're tied right now. We were tied going into that game. Dakota's up a game on us. We just got Stevenson uh, yesterday. So we've got one more game against Stevenson, and then Dakota has two against Stevenson. Stevenson got shut down early in the year, so everyone has to make up games with them. So, uh, you know, there's still a chance that we win the league, but, you know, just the fact that we came as close as we did, it was enough. And, and then not to mention, I mean, we have 1,200 kids in our school, and Dakota's the biggest school in the state. I think their enrollment's like 5,500. So uh, credit to Coach Griesbaum. I mean, TNG is what he always says. Tradition never graduates. Every year we, we, we fight and come close with schools that have you know quadruple the kids that we have and so um it's been a lot of fun playing with these guys coaching with these guys you know being around these guys and the dugouts lit up right now it's just you know obviously like we talked about earlier in the show man things are getting more normal so it's allowing us to have more fun the whole mask and separating i'll tell you what we followed guidelines like no other too so we had guys spread out across the field so it was hard when you had four guys in your dugout and four next to your dugout and then four in your bullpen now with everybody in one spot it's uh it's it's become far more true to like the, the true feeling of having 24 guys in your roster it comes to life now so it's been fun man uh it's been super fun we, we actually we were also won the gross point invitational on Saturday, beat Porter's Northern in a great final five run last inning to win the game there. And then we've got one heck of a week coming up and next week's episode should be fun because we've got uh Steve at Stevenson yesterday. We got Stevenson again on Thursday. We've got brother rice on Tuesday, and then we've got a three game tournament on Friday and Saturday. We play, Liggett on Friday. That's the Crosstown rival. So that game will be awesome. And then on Saturday, we've got Detroit Western and none other than Orchard Lake St. Mary's. So it'll be a, it'll be a little bit of a cold weather bats exclusive battle of the Titans covered by the prep as well, covered by the prep. So that'll, that'll be fun. But uh, in other news, Brian, your week was a little bit more eventful uh, and, and we'll get to that. <laughs> so <laughs> go ahead and take us through it. Well, in a in a somewhat of a shocking turn of events, I didn't know this uh, up until recently, but I will be there this weekend. Yeah, you will. So that'll be a good time. Maybe we can do um, a show live from the game. Yeah, or like Mike fight Dunn. each other. Like, can we fight? Yeah, I mean, I think there's an octagon in center field. If we're tied, okay, if the team, let's say the teams are tied like after five or something, then you and I just fight. Or better yet, you and I have to pitch. You know, we become the aces. Oh God! <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't think Alex Mooney could hit my knuckle curve. I'm just saying. Like <laughs> he'll just take it. Yeah. <laughs> For the balls that it'll be. Yeah. My circle change has got some bend to it. I'm not sure he's hitting it. That's just my thought. These guys. These guys hate hitting BP off me. So like you know I, because I spray it and so I'm a spray and pay spray and pray BP guy. Um, I'm not a real like make you comfortable type of BP guy. Like no, I'm sorry. You're gonna have to hit a pitch that's further than four inches away than where you want it. Uh, but anyways, totally unrelated. But um, yeah, it should be a fun week. Uh, the Eaglets had a good week last week, albeit an abbreviated one. We talked after we'd won this Catholic League semifinal at Comerica. Then we beat Gross Point North in a... Re- Man, that was a great game. It was a great game against North. And then like uh, an even better game against Brother Rice uh, at Jimmy John's last week to win the the Catholic League, uh, the Catholic League overall. Um, that one went to extras. The GPN game did not, but damn well felt like it did. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like 
we we talked to uh to Drew Hill last week and that was the dude who you know went nuke on us to to put them ahead at one point in that game they were ahead twice i think um Nolan Schubart hit a ball as far as i've maybe ever seen a player hit a ball at St. Mary's to tie it up and then and then Jason Oliver uh got a double to to put us ahead and then that's how that one ended and then um you know as far as i understand it the game against Rice ended well for us i was uh, not there from the sixth <laughs> inning on um the, i was <laughs> the fact that i was updating you on the orchard lake st mary's game was, was quite, i was asked i was asked turn. to leave yeah <laughs> it's uh, you know it's that we're not i'm not gonna get on the soapbox i'm really not gonna get on the soapbox because i don't want to alienate like a group of people um yeah i was asked to leave the game, so I, I had to watch on Game Changer and via your text as we walked it off. But it was an exciting game, man. Rice punched us in the mouth to start us off. Uh, they led the whole damn game um, until Ryan McKay tripled to tie it late. What and an then, at bat! What an at yeah. bat, man! Holy moly! I mean, he was down. Well, here's the thing. You know, he gets he's up first and second, one out, and then there's a back pick at first. So now there's yep. two outs in the middle of an at bat. Down, I mean, by down, down by one. Down by one in this situation. Yeah. Middle of an at bat. It's so hard as a hitter to be up with one out, and then all of a sudden, completely out of your control, a kid gets back picked, and you're down to two outs. So it's it's just a mental adjustment that you have to make. I think Minnie fouled off, or Moran McKay, I should say, fouled off five balls in a row. In a in in a two two count, I think in, in a Catholic League count, he was still two two. Fouled off five balls in a row and then put one off the center field wall to tie it. And made it a triple, and then obviously you guys go on got to a, extras. But holy crap, what an at bat! Got a fastball out, fastball out over the heart of the plate and just like shit on it over the center fielder side on a line. Um, triple, you know that tied the game. Uh, obviously a, a, an extremely impressive moment uh, for him and a big moment for St. Mary's. And then Jake Keezer as in our closer role, man, you know, I, I want to talk about Jake Keezer for a second, man. Like that dude was 84, 88 and kind of efforty and kind of like, okay strikes and kind of just an okay breaking ball for a long time, like two years. You know, this is a dude who's working his ass off in the weight room, like changing his body, doing all the things he has to do. And the results just like weren't coming yet. And then all of a sudden they did. Uh, and now he's 89, 93, mostly 91, 92 uh, out of a bullpen. He goes multiple innings. He's absolutely just blowing the fastball by guys to both sides of the plate with a better breaking ball and better control. And it's like a different dude out there now. You know, he's got that that closer swagger stare you down as he slowly walks around the mound. Like I'm all in on it. Um, and I, I'm happy for the kid to finally see the the fruits of that labor because uh, he deserves to see the fruits of that labor. That's how hard he's worked. But he, he comes in the game and it was just a shutdown thing for his multiple innings to close it out. And then in the uh, the bottom half of uh, the eighth, which was extras in high school baseball, um, I, I, our Irish hit a walk-off single. I don't exactly remember what got them in the situation for him to hit a walk-off, but he did. Uh, either way, big day for St. Mary's, back-to-back Catholic League championships. And that's why I will not be at senior day on Tuesday. <laughs> so, so anyway, St. Mary's plays Ann Arbor Pioneer on Tuesday. I will be watching the broadcast on the prep as another plug for the prep from my living room in Cleveland. Um, then let's see. 
then we're in that same tournament with you guys. Uh, Detroit Western on Friday, and then I believe we have Liggett and you on Saturday. And that's going to be a hell of a weekend, man. That's a great Memorial Day weekend. A bunch of good clubs playing in a, at a gorgeous facility because, like, everyone knows Liggett's Field's awesome. Um, but, like, I'm just looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun weekend. Hey, and South. And South. We'll be at South, And too. South. Like, I'm excited, man. I don't spend much time out there. You know that. Like, I, well, you should. I'm excited about it. Yeah, maybe I can finally get my hat from you. Yeah, right. And your favorite co-host lives here, so just thought that's true but uh but anyway all that being said yeah. fun week ahead uh fun weekend ahead can't wait to can't wait to be on the other side of an orchard lake st mary's game and or mary however you however you want to say it and, and that one will be fun a lot of familiarity there um between both sides so that'll be that'll be a fun game it'll be a competitive game uh i, I think it's just gonna be i think it's just gonna be fun man that one's gonna be fun yep. um so moving on from that, we will segue this into the Super 25 after our interview with Coach Mark Brown from Detroit Edison, who has built what seems to be uh, from, from now on a perennial power in Michigan high school baseball and Division three baseball. Uh, he talks about his relationship with Warner Blakely, fourth round with fourth or, fourth or fifth round pick uh, for, by the Angels last year, who was a, an alum. Second round money, though. Yeah, yeah. Second round money, uh, who was an Auburn commit at the time. Uh, he talks about how he continues setting and set an example. He talks about their season this year, where they are uh, 24 and four and rolling well, uh, and then of course mentions that mentions that district game against Liggett, number one and number two respectively in Division Three, according to our rankings, and then in the Super 25 themselves, you'll sound, you'll find out where they're at this week. So let's go to that interview with Coach Mark Brown, and then we will see you on the other side for the Super 25. What's up, Cold Weather Bats people? This is Brandon Justice coming to you to talk about our newest sponsor, Bomb Banana. Uh, Bomb Banana is a banana-based hot sauce, and it's got the most fun name to ever say over and over again. Bomb Banana, Bomb Banana, Bomb Banana, just like that. It was founded by four University of Michigan graduates during the pandemic, and it is produced locally in Michigan with restaurant-quality flavor. Uh, it comes in two flavors, original and moi moi, and essentially moi moi is the spicier version. Uh, and that is my preferred one and how do i know that well bomb banana cares so much about the integrity of their product and those who are uh, being sponsored by it that they sent us two free bottles before just to taste test and be sure that we enjoy the product before discussing it uh, and i can sure vouch for this product and that's coming from someone who traditionally does not enjoy bananas uh, you can elevate any ballpark dish with bomb banana sandwiches nachos or any dip you want to get crazy put it on a hot dog i guarantee it'll still taste good seek is their website you Use the discount code CWB for 10% off. Again, that is Bomb Banana Hot Sauce. Seekthespice.com. Use the code CWB for 10% off of the hot sauce that everybody is talking about. Welcome into our interview segment on today's episode of Cold Weather Bats. Today's guest is the head coach of Detroit Edison, Coach Mark Brown. Uh, he has uh, quite the program built over at Edison, which we are really excited to dive into and learn more about. Coach, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Uh, thanks for having me. So, Coach, you guys have had uh, a really good year so far this year. Uh, obviously, losing last year was the story for everyone's program. Um, talk a little bit about the transition uh, this year as opposed to, uh, you know, with having to 
culminate last year in, involved there? Yeah, you know what? Like you said, it was tough for everyone. Um, you know, but, you know, talking about Edison, um, you know, we're really, really looking forward to last season. Um, you know, it's first year that being here at Edison, I would have had a senior class. And, you know, we had went through all the growing pains of, you know, the program go through the first couple of years uh, when you're, you know, freshmen and sophomores. But we had we had a junior-senior team last year uh, with one of their, you know, better players in the state. I thought maybe the best player in the state, Warner Blakely. And we were excited. Uh, COVID hit. It was definitely uh, a disappointment. But, you know, like everybody expect us, like everyone else we're, that was affected, we're affected too, so we had to move on. But we thought we'd have a really, really good team. But not playing last year just hurt the, uh, you know, not being together, not having, uh, you know, reps and whatnot. Um, so it really just, it had, we took a step backwards. I think we'll be, I think we're pretty good right now, but I think we'll be, we'll, we would be a little further advanced if we had had a season last year, Coach twenty three and three right now, right? Did I read that correctly? Uh, we are twenty four and four. Okay, close enough. We we were in the same ballpark. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> so, Coach, um, you know, we had a, I, I would. Last week, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, Coach. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Just mentioned last week. We uh, we went three and two last week. Um, you know. Lost to UAD, and we went out to North Farmington and uh, laid an egg last Thursday. But we were able to play in our league uh, semifinals and finals on Saturday, and we were able to win both those games. So we won the Congratulations. Gooch on Saturday. Thank you. Yep. So, no, we're doing okay. Coach, so so 24-4, and four, league, league charter league champions this year. Um, this is a new program, relatively, right? I, I saw your segment on state champs. I, I love the interview. I don't want to rehash what what you guys talked about, obviously, on air there. But but for the most part, this is a newish program. Can you take us through just quickly, like how how is Detroit Edison from from nothing, from no program, now one of the top five programs in the state? I appreciate that. Um, you know, a lot of hard work, a lot of hard work, and uh, like I said, we're not going to talk about, you know, what happened with the interview with um, state champs, but anyway, we, uh, I've been coaching for a long time, and I've coached, I coach in the summer, I run a program called the Detroit Eagles, and um, the Detroit RBI program, which is a program that is sponsored by Major League Baseball, so uh, I would imagine maybe with most of my guys right now, they're juniors and seniors. Uh, they were like 11, 12. I had a coached the RBI team. We had a tryout, and a lot of these kids came to the tryout and um, kept in touch with those guys, and they played in our program going forward. Um, then we had those kids, some of those kids that's on our team now, a lot of these same kids, they enrolled in our high school, in our middle school, rather. And, um, you know, they – and in turn to the high school, like I say, we've been playing – Together, I've been knowing these kids most of this, the team since they were like 11, 12 years old, and now um, you know they're juniors and seniors. And um, you know these guys, have, you know they play like so they play in PAL and they play on tra- different travel teams. But we come, you know, we come back together in the fall, and um, you know through I guess over a period of time, uh, you know playing together, um, you know we come to Edison and we built a pretty good program. And I like to think, fellas, that, you know, we're not going to be, 
you know, one year wonder type deal where, mm-hmm. you know, we want to be where we can, you know, not regroup, but reload every, you know, every season. Our, senior gradu- our seniors graduate. We want guys to step in and, uh, you know, just fill their position, um, you know, a natural progression, so to speak. So let's talk a little bit more specifically about this year's club. Um, I have seen many of your players play. I have not seen your team play overall. So, you know, I saw Caleb, Caleb Sanders came down to a showcase uh, prior to the season starting. That was a fun look for me. I was like, this is really good. You know, I've seen some of your guys play, but as a team, can you talk about some of your philosophies? Like what, what, what is the team building that you're trying to accomplish? How do you guys go out and win? Like, what is your team made of? Well, you know what? We, we, we've got a lot of, uh, number one, we have, uh, student athletes, we have, we have kids that are, you know, number one, they're just very good kids, uh, you know, very respectful, well-mannered guys, um, you know, try to be tough-minded. Um, we don't make any excuses here in Detroit Edison. Um, you know, we all our games are on the road. Uh, we practice on our football field, which is, you know, a turf football field. We've been maybe three years old. We practice there. North, our philosophy is no excuses, just get it done. Um, you know, we're going to play hard. And uh, at the end of the game, if, you know, we win, that's fine. If we if we come up short, no excuses. We'll just work harder uh, the next day in practice. And, again, we've been at it. We have some very talented kids. Um, we have some kids that are committed. And we have some kids that are not committed, that they're, are just as good ball players as the kids that are committed. So it's a lot of competition every day. Uh, we tell our kids, you know, in baseball, you're evaluated every day. Uh, what you did yesterday, uh, our philosophy doesn't matter. It is about today. And we're trying to get better uh, just a little bit every, a little bit at a time, a little bit every day. And I'm um, just trying, uh, come June 5th, I'll just put it out there, just be ready to play at Liggett. You know, that's, that's what that's what it's going to boil down to. Uh, you know, we if we can make a run or not, it'll we'll know uh, on June fifth. So we're trying to get ready, build up each day, working hard in practice. Um, I don't know if this bulletin board material or not, but it is what it is. Uh, at twelve o'clock, June fifth, we're at the University of Liggett, which is a traditional power. Coach Smitty done a, a great job over there. A lot of talented kids. So uh, you know we're gonna have to be ready, and that's our philosophy: is to just work hard and try to get better every day and compete. I, I guess I'd like to take this into a little bit, a little bit more of a uh, systemic question. What, you know, I understand why you guys and Liggett would match up early. Regionally, it makes sense. Division three, I understand all that. But man, shouldn't we, shouldn't we be seeding these tournaments so that we're not having two of the best teams meet in the first round? Uh, yeah, I, I did. Ideally, that would be uh, the thing to do. Uh, I don't know if it's possible, but I, I would think this would be a game that would be a more of a regional kind of a game. Um, mm. But, you know, this is not the first time where, you know, you have these districts all over the state, man, where you, you, you're you seeing, you know, one play two, three, play four, one and four, whatever. It's, they're tough matchups all over. Uh, ours and Lincoln is just one of them. But, if, you know, I know they tried to see, they do see for football and basketball. So uh, I guess it is something that, you know, the state uh, could do. 
And if they would do that, I'm all for it. But if not, um, my thing is, at some point, you, we would have to see them anyway, whether it's the first game or the last game up in East Lansing. It, it doesn't matter. So, Coach, we were talking about this a little bit yesterday on the phone, but, uh, you know, you had two guys lucky enough to be honored to be all-stars uh, and obviously rightfully so. So talk a little bit about those guys as individuals and as players and, and why they were why you think they were nominated to be able to play in that game. Yes, sir. I appreciate you uh, giving me the opportunity to talk about Brandon Ford and uh, Omar uh, Boyd. Omar Boyd, um, senior, um, infielder. Uh, he's, you know, right now, he's, I don't want to say what number he is, but he's number, maybe number two pitcher on paper, but he's actually been, if not, probably our best pitcher. He's 7 0 on the mound. Um, right now, he's hitting, I think, that 410. Uh, just having a really good year. Uh, he's committed to Prairie View University down in Houston, Texas. He's a kid, um, you know, real fast kid, maybe a you know six five six six runner. Uh, best section in our lineup. Tremendous student um, on a four point GPA scale. Omar grade point average is like a four point two. Um, he's going to major in engineering um, in college. Uh, so happy for him and his family. Uh, Brandon Ford um, was selected also. He's a catcher, uh, best third in our lineup. Uh, he's a kid that's been in our program uh, as, a, as a freshman, um, started at second base. He's really a middle infielder, but Brandon's kind of kid. Um, he's a team first guy. Um, he in, uh, gave up playing the middle infield so he could help the team, and he's turned into one of the best uh, better catchers in the state. He's having a tremendous season. Uh, he leads us in, I think I want to say every offensive category, batting average, RBI. Um, Greg Pace leads us in home run. Greg has eight home runs. He's mm-hmm. a junior center field, committed to Michigan. Greg is having a tremendous year. Uh, he's our lead off hitter. But back to Brandon Omar, I'm just so happy for those guys and their, and their family. Uh, those boys have worked really, really hard, and uh, hopefully, uh, it's a tradition that continues next year with with Caleb and, and Greg Pace being juniors. They'll have a chance. But Warner Blakely last year he was selected mm-hmm. to play in the game, and to have these two guys this year, uh, no nice in the cap for uh, Detroit Edison for our program. So, coach, you mentioned Warner Blakely, and uh, you know he's a guy who. Lost last year, right? And it seems like lately, uh, this season especially, he's really been a huge ambassador for for you guys and uh, seems to still stay extremely in the loop with how you guys are doing and a great representative of your program. So talk about the relationship that he has and the example that he provides uh, to your program and how that's helped you guys continue to, to elevate. Uh, uh, thank you uh, uh, for you know for bringing that up. Uh, you hit it on the head. Uh, Warren's big time in, ambassador for our for our program. Um, uh, when he was here, just a tremendous leader. And if you if you talk to our guys, um, you know about how they go about their business in terms of a work ethic. Warner just set the bar so high. Um, you know, very talented kid, um, but just worked hard every day. Uh, you know, he had a goal in mind for himself. He had a goal in mind for his teammates. And uh, I used to tell them guys, well, we're, you know, conditioning last year before last year's season. 
you know, don't mention, you know, uh, win a state championship because we don't talk about that. We just talk about competing. But Warner could not help himself. He was like, Coach, I got to lead these guys. I got to lead them. It's, I've been waiting for this opportunity. I'm a senior. I got to lead these guys. And he just wanted to be the best leader. And it, it really has rubbed off. And um, if you talk, like I said, if you talk to these guys, they will tell you um, a lot of things that they do and how they go about their business is because the example that that Warner set uh, for these guys. And still, he, I, you know, I talk to him. He'll call me, um, you know, once or twice a week, and it's like, Coach, I've been following the guys. I'm real, um, you know, I'm, I'm I know what's going on, and he's so much in touch in tune with these guys, he's still in the group chat with the team. You know, they said, I put out messages, he'll call the guys, get on the group chat, find out what's going on. He's letting them know what he's doing. Uh, just tremendous uh, young man and the influence that he's had on our program. Um, I don't know, it's going to be hard to match or top with any kid that, that come through this program because a lot of the kids that came over here to our school it was because Warner stepped through these doors first. Well, Coach, uh, uh, you know, unlike Brian, I, I have been able to see your team play. I was on the other side of it for two of those games. And uh, first first game of the year, you guys handled us pretty well. And uh, I'd have to say the way your guys, your guys play, uh, I think it's going to help you a lot come playoff time. And that game against Liggett, as you mentioned, is going to be a, a clash of the Titans. And I don't think anybody would be – uh, remiss to say that that game may decide what inevitably happens uh, in, in D3. So we definitely wish you the best of luck in that game, and we look forward to talking about it uh, thereafter. Uh, and then until then, congrats on the league championship, and good luck the rest of the way this season. We appreciate you coming on, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you again sometime soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me, and I really love your show. Continue doing what you guys are doing. You are doing a great job, and thank you again. We appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it, Coach. Before I send you guys home, I got to talk to you one more time about Great Lakes Bat Company. These guys know what they're doing. They know what they're doing when it comes to the materials, the bats, the uniforms, the batting gloves, the custom bats, whatever it is. But really what they know is how to communicate. They know customer service. They know realistic turnaround times. They don't lie to you folks. They get it to you when they get it to you and they know when that's going to be and they are very transparent about the process. But more times than not, you get your products even before then and it's awesome. I highly recommend Great Lakes Bat Company. Find them online at greatlakesbatco.com. Uh, another great interview here on Cold Weather Bats. That was Coach Mark Brown from Detroit Edison. Uh, a lot of good things to talk about there. We will continue to update you guys on how Division Three shakes out. Like we've said from the jump, man, Edison and Liggett, those two teams, and, and we continue to to kind of remiss and forget about Richmond, another really good team in D3. That's a top 10 team all year. So three top 10 teams in Division Three are going to duke it out. Uh, who knows who comes out on top? It might not be any of them, but that's the beauty of baseball it's the beauty of the state tournament so uh moving on from that we've got some hats to give away i'm going to kick it over to mr sikowski and he's going to take us through this giveaway yeah so real quick we had 12 entries i counted them up i assigned each of the entries a number and then went to google and random order number generated the thing all 12 numbers or 11 numbers pardon me and uh, the first two that popped up uh 
corresponded to two names, and they are our hat winners. Um, congratulations to Grant Householder, the head baseball coach at Grand Ledge High School, who you will hear about shortly, having taken another jump in the Super 25. And congratulations to Oliver Service, who is a sophomore at Liggett, uh, one of the better 2023 players in the state for sure. Uh, looking forward to seeing him rocking that cold weather bats hat. So congratulations to Grant and Oliver. Uh, we will be in touch via DM on Twitter or Instagram or whatever uh, to ask for your respective addresses so we can ship them out. Um, but with that being said, Brandon, let's just jump right in. We are going into the also considered section as we always start off. This week we are repeating last week's format where we have five of them. And we will start off with the first team on the list, and that is Howell. Howell. Uh, Howell has had a season where they've been in the top 25, out of the top 25, in the top 25. Um, stuck there for a while these past few weeks, um, but now are in the also considered section after a two and two week with losses to Stevenson and Hudsonville. They are 26 and seven overall. Uh, the next team is Traverse City Central, who dropped from 18 to also considered after a one and three week where they lost twice to Celine and split with Alpina. They are still at a very healthy 21 and five and one, and still a team to watch come tournament time uh the next team is dexter uh dexter enters the or stays in the also considered section with a four and one week they are 22 and eight and two and knocking on the top 25 store another team that's really close to getting ranked after a four and a week at 23 and three is new lothrop and lastly we have a new also considered and that is lamphere they are three and one on the week and 22 and three overall so uh again the reason we started the show was to shine a light on a lot of these teams. When a team is 22 and three and 23 and three and still also considered, that is not a knock on that team. That is simply a credit to how good Michigan baseball has been this year. I mean, there are 30 teams here and there are about 10 more we consider to put into this top 30. Uh, and, and still we have some trouble putting teams in and taking teams out just because of how good this state has been. So uh, that is it for the five also considered. And moving right along, since Brandon has to catch a bus ride shortly, so we're going to make this segment just a little bit accelerated. Uh, 25 through 21, into the top 25 this week for the first time is Goodrich. Not the uh, tire. They were coming off the, not, the, not the tire, the Martians, in fact. Um, coming off of two good weeks. A couple weeks ago, they beat Bay, Bay City John Glenn twice. That got them into the ACs. And then this week, they beat another good team in Fenton twice for a 5-0 and week. They're 25-5 and overall and number 25. Number 24, another newcomer. This is Trenton, uh, another downriver school who's been in this before, kind of up and down season, but but ended up winning the downriver league over Woodhaven um, in a really good game last week that I believe Micah Ottenbright started and won. Uh, they are, let's see, what did we say, Trent? 23 and 6. Uh, they lost to Edison last week, but had four other wins, including that Down River League win. So, welcome back to the top 25, Trent. Uh, number 23, Beale City, uh, another 4 0 week. They are uh, they are to 24 and 1 overall. Uh, I think that looks to be the presumed favorite in D4. Um, obviously, 
Cardinal Mooney in that mix as well. Obviously, uh, River Valley in that mix as well. Uh, D4 looking pretty strong at the top. Uh, number 22, Utica Ford. They're down several spots. They had a 2-2 two and two week. They're 24-6 overall. They split with St. Clair. Lost to Utica High School. They are at number 22. And number 21, Livonia Stevenson. Uh, a 3-2 and two week. Kind of a weird week. Uh, they won the, the KLAA, right? But you know, lost some other games, 28 and eight overall, kind of a weird dynamic there. They won the division. They won the conference. That's all well and good. Still uh, some, some losses in the mix there. Uh, but either way, Livonia Stevenson, number 21. And before we move to 20 to 16, got to shout out a kid from Trenton, uh, Ricky kid. He's eight, no zero point four five ERA 79 strikeouts. He's hitting 397 as the team's center fielder. And, that's a kid that deserves to get some looks. So if anybody on here is listening, you need to fill a 2021 spot. Uh, he, he's he's mowing through the Downriver League uh, and hitting the ball as well. So moving on to 22-16. At number 20, we've got Detroit Western, who enters, uh, enters the rankings after entering last week in an also considered section. They had a 5-0 week, 27-5 overall, extremely strong team there. 19, we've got Brother Rice dropping a bit. Uh, we talked about Rice's loss to Orchard Lake, uh, a, an admirable one all the same. Uh, they are 21-9 overall, uh, lost to Catholic Central, so that's why they um, had the fall. Would not punish them for the loss to Orchard Lake, but the loss to Catholic Central uh, is what got them there. At 18, we've got Macomb, Dakota. Talked about their week against South, losing two three to us but then winning on the weekend and they are an impressive 22 and 6 overall and uh, they're a team to look out for come playoff time in my opinion as well a really strong lineup and uh, a couple good arms too at 17 we've got Buchanan they continue to roll the Bucks are 27 and 2 6 and 0 on the week and according to a lot of people within Buchanan they will play anyone so if anyone is looking for games and Buchanan has an off day try and match up there at number 16 we've got DeWitt DeWitt continues to play really good baseball 4 and 0 and 1 on the week I don't know how they tied we had a we had a tie this week we tied St. Clair so that's interesting um they're 27 and 3 and 1 on on the year so that wraps up the 20 to 16 category uh i will take us towards the top 10 number 15 grand blank a bounce back week for them after a couple uh you don't want to say down weeks but a couple uneven weeks uh they were 4-0 this week including a win over gross point north they are number 15 number 14 hudsonville down a couple spots they had a five and two week 27 and five overall but both of those losses came to rockford in a uh, what I'm to understand is both a rivalry, a conference, a all of the above, they don't like each other type of series. Um, Hudsonville ended up winning the third game, I believe, of that series, but either way, uh, losing two or three there. Um, Heartland is at number 13. They're down a couple spots. They lost the KLAA championship to Livonia Stevenson, but are 23 or 22, three and one overall. So I didn't, that's one of those weird dynamics where like this ranking is not just about your conference. You know what I mean? Like this ranking is about overall how you do. So conference uh, success and conference championships and all that stuff absolutely matter. They absolutely play a big role, but the other stuff matters for us too. Um, so that is Heartland at 13. Number 12, Rockford had to bump them up. They had a 6-1 and one week, 26-6 and six overall. Took 2-3 or three from Hudsonville, like we said. And they kind of are starting to look like that might be the team on the west side. 
Uh, we'll see, though. And number 11, up a big jump this week is Celine. Uh, they swept Traverse City Central, who was then number 17. They split with Monroe. Celine is 26 and 8 and 1 overall, and they are at number 11 this week, just knocking on the door of that top 10. And that takes us into our top 10, where we will start off with the Blue Devils of Richmond, who lost a game to Algonac this week and went 3-1. and one. They remain 23-4 and four and continue to knock on the door of D3 and could provide a big threat to Liggett, Edison, or whoever pops up come state tournament time in D3. And we will move on to number nine, who Brian will take. Yeah, uh, number nine is Lakeland. They're down a couple spots this week. Three and two week by, by our look. They split with Clarkston, took two or three from Wild Lake Northern, who wasn't also considered last week. But either way, Lakeland down a couple spots because of the couple losses, but 27-4 overall, nothing to be upset at. And then at number eight, we've got Red Hot Bedford. Uh, Bedford continues to rise, man. 5-0 and on the week. Non-ranked wins, but all the same, 5-0. and They're a team we did not have ranked coming into the season, and now they find themselves at the highest ranking of the year for them so far at number eight. They are 24-2 and overall, and a team to look out for come tournament time. Uh, number seven, Woodhaven down one spot this week following that loss to Trenton, 24-6 and overall. Uh, kind of a weird little... You don't know how much to ding them for that because, like, it's it's a championship series loss. They did lose it. They ended it ended up being a loss to a team who is ranked now. Needed to drop them a little bit, but there wasn't a whole lot right behind them, uh, with the exception of what you'll hear at number six as far as you know lining up teams to jump them. So they're down one spot to number seven. Uh, still, definitely a contender in D one. Yeah, and when you look at these rankings, you're thinking like, okay, who is going to be? Who do we think is the best team? Uh, uh, you know, and, and who's going to be that best team come tournament time? Woodhaven still has Shapanik at the top of the rotation. They still have some nice pitching behind him and a, and a really good offense. I think the, the loss to Trenton by one run uh, earlier in the year, they smashed Trenton. I think it was 9 1, so hard to punish them based on that one game. The record's still healthy. At number six, we've got Blissfield. 5-0 and week, 29-3. and We've talked about Blissfield from the jump. Horky, Gavin Gannon, two guys who are going to smash the ball. They got tons of other guys around there. Coach Tuttle broke the record. Uh, this could be the year for Blissfield uh, to, to, to knock on the door and make something happen here. No doubt. Blissfield continues to play well. Um, into the top five. Um at Super Producer James. Um, also, before I get into the top five, I promised I would give a shout out to John Coyne, who is the University of New Mexico recruiting coordinator and a close friend. Um, totally unrelated to the show, he just tried calling me while we were recording, and I said, hey, buddy, I'll call you back. I'm recording a podcast, and he said, give me a shout out. So that's what that's for. Uh, and he won't listen either. Like, why? Why would he? Anyways, number five, Portage Central down a couple spots this week. They split with Portage Northern. They lost a game to Niles. Um, Brandon, if you want to talk about the Niles guy, that you know, we can talk about that in a second. But anyway, Portage Central down to number five from number three. They're still 25 and four overall, top five club. Yeah, Jude Abadeza, the pitcher at Niles, having a heck of a year uh, there with some pretty incredible statistics. I think this is his first and only year at Niles as a senior, um, but really uh, has been a dude for them. At number four, we've got Detroit Edison. Coach Mark Brown was on the show this week, and as he noted, they had a little bit of a mix-up last week, dropping a couple uh, after being 22-1 and going into that week. They're now 24-4. and They had a 6-1 and week this week, losing one game to U of, U of D. 
Um, but they continue to put up really good numbers. And, and again, that team is, is, in my opinion, one of the best hitting teams, one through nine in the state. Uh, and that's going to always play for them. And they've got two all-stars in Brandon Ford and Omar Boyd, who Coach talked about as well. Um, that'll help them come tournament time. So we'll now move into the top three where we have a, a new number three. This is the first time we've kind of interrupted. You know, last week was the first time the top three wasn't some combination of St. Mary's, Liggett, and Edison, right? when we put Ported Central in there. Um, Ported Central had a couple losses. Like we said, they're down to number five. So a num- another new number three this week, and that is Grand Ledge, who's done nothing but win. They're 28-2. and two. They had a 6-0 and week. Uh, I believe it's them and DeWitt atop that conference uh, up there in the, the general Lansing area. Uh, but either way, Grand Ledge got him, got him at number three. This is their highest rank of the season so far. And Coach Householder won a hat this week. So, you know, Grand Ledge having a great week overall. Great week to be a Comet. At number two, we've got Liggett, University of Liggett. They won the Catholic League over Cardinal Mooney. Cardinal Mooney, again, one of those teams that was like at the 31 mark. Like they're, they're right there knocking. Uh, great game there. Liggett won on a walk-off uh, in the Catholic League championship. In the uh, Does that go by like Division One, Division Two? How does that work? So it's like the the biggest classification um is the one with St. Mary's uh it's Rice St. Mary's Liggett or pardon me Rice St. Mary's U of D Catholic Central De La Salle and Divine Child that's kind of like self-contained uh, and like you know you cross four teams from that make the playoffs and then that's what that divisional thing is in the Catholic League and then under that there's two others there's like two leagues and so the way they do the playoffs is like number 1 from one league plays number two from the other league in the semifinal and then vice versa. Um, so I think what it ended up being was, I think those were the two number one schools, right? Liggett and, uh, and Mooney from their, from their respective divisions there in the Catholic league. And then that's how the matchup should go. It should be close and down to the wire. Um, like both of those games were, but either way, yes, Liggett, uh, Liggett kind of in that middle, um, Catholic League as far as I, I think that just goes by enrollment like I, that doesn't have to do anything with anything else well it must be a great week to win a hat because Oliver Service hit the walk off for Liggett against Cardinal Mooney and that keeps Liggett at number two and their overall record is 23 and three as they lost a game to De La Salle on Monday of this week uh, Liggett will see both St. Mary's and South the both of our respective schools this week so looking forward to that and number one, uh, 32 and one, the fighting eaglets of Orchard Lake St. Mary's, uh, Catholic League champions, and now gearing up for an awesome week of, of play in that tournament that we talked about. And then we're going to roll right into the state tournament. So, either way, looking forward to a great week of baseball. It's been a fun episode, a longer episode. Finally got to uh, grind one out after some busy weeks. Um, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Cold Weather Bats and Instagram with the same tag, cross-platform, hashtag organize, organized. And uh, look out for some more hats coming soon. We'll continue to update, the, update you on those. Uh, and other than that, I think it's time to take you guys home. Brian, you want to send us off? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't have much to say. Go uh, go OLSM, go south. Let's have a great weekend of baseball. Make sure you're watching on The Prep. Um, and we'll talk to you next week, Michigan. Have a good one.